The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Ladies and gentlemen, in the vast tapestry of voices that discuss the mysteries of our universe, there are those that stand out, not just for their unique perspectives, but for the depth and breadth of their experiences. One such voice is that of Elena Danan. Just a few weeks ago, we had the privilege of hosting Elena on our program. Together, we journeyed through the incredible life of Stephen Chua, a conversation that resonated with many of you. If you missed that enlightening episode, I encourage you to visit our website, where you can listen or watch and immerse yourself in that captivating discussion. Today, however, we turn the spotlight in a different direction. While our previous conversation delved into the life of another, this time, Elena returns to share her own story, a narrative that promises to be as riveting as it is profound. Born in France, Elena's life has been anything but ordinary. From her early years, she has claimed encounters with beings beyond our understanding, experiences that have shaped her worldview and led her on a quest for knowledge and understanding. As an extraterrestrial contactee, Elena's tales of interstellar interactions challenge our perceptions of reality. But Elena is not just a storyteller. Her credentials as an archaeologist, druid, and shaman lend a depth to her narratives, grounding them in a rich tapestry of history, spirituality, and tradition. Beyond her personal experiences, Elena has also made significant contributions to the literary world. As the best-selling author of The Cedars, The Return of the Gods, she has provided readers with a window into realms beyond our everyday understanding. As we sit down with Elena today, we're not just embarking on an interview. We're setting forth on a journey, a journey that traverses the boundaries of our known world, delving into the mysteries of the cosmos and the intricacies of the human spirit. Whether you're a longtime follower of Elena's work or are joining us for the first time, prepare to be transported, enlightened, and inspired. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. We're excited to announce the launch of our brand new Veritas Plus Insider, your source for exclusive news and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And the title of the book is The Cedars, The Return of the Gods. The founder of the website, elenadanan.org. And hailing from Ireland, we extend a warm welcome to Elena Danan. Hello, Elena, and it's a pleasure to have you back on Veritas. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. Thank you very much for welcoming me again. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. And I don't have to tell you that we have received a lot, a lot of messages from people who are very, very pleased and happy to not only listen to the interview, to watch the interview because it was on video and we're doing it again, and the fact that you accepted to come back in just a, a few weeks. So 
I'm delighted to have you back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. That's and today, great. I and want I salute to salute everyone. Yes, yes. And last time we focused on Stephen Chua's life and 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 his legacy. But I said we need to bring you back because you have such an incredible story that goes back not only <laughs> during birth, but before your birth. So in chronological order. I don't have to have so many pleasantries because people know you already. But why don't we go back in time so you can start sharing your story? Thank you. Well, my story starts um, many million years ago when my, the true story, from the beginning, as you ask, when my soul fractaled first from source, as everyone does, um, my planetary matrix in which my soul incarnated is in another galaxy, which is NGC 7331, uh, visible through the Pegasus constellation. I evolved there as a soul. And going through all the development, the reigns of life there, it's very similar to Earth. You have mineral, vegetal, animal, and um, all these things that we all go through to in order to grow our consciousness, develop our consciousness from a spark, a fractal spark of source to a fully evolved consciousness. And when you, we reached out to the stage of human, as I did, it was human on my world, but it can be other species, you know, on other worlds. I'm human, human soul. Um, I went through a cycle of incarnations there until the day I was able to incarnate somewhere else in other planetary matrices. So I followed many incarnations here and there, and I ended up on Earth one day, but I followed through a desire, a soul mission, which is following the development of human species in a certain strand. My people originally is part of a group called the Cedars. It's a group of 24 scientists, scientists from 24 different cultures who are part of the Intergalactic Confederation. This group assists Source, the work of Source, to help life spread throughout the universe. When planets, worlds, no disasters, this group of scientists will come and recede with life, this world, in order to just to develop also diversity. And that's what, why one day my group arrived on Earth. And this planet was occupied by um, a reptilian species. So we got this, the things. I wasn't there, but my group, <laughs> not that old. <laughs> um, this group just um, decided to rebalance the, the, the life diversity of planet Earth and give Earth a chance to develop all the biodiversity freely. And well, you know, there was a um, genetic experiment with a creature on Earth that was added 
uh, 11 different genomes from other galaxies in order to see what would be the, the, the product, the treasure coming at the end of this. And do this took really million years to, to slowly, slowly develop. Sometimes my group will go out and come back. I was, as a soul, personally incarnated into civilizations who were linked from near far to the development of humans on that planet. And I was curious. I wanted to help protect them and study them. It was my desire. And I was once called to be part of a group who came to Earth 400,000 years ago. I incarnated among them to help save um, this human race that was in danger. And that's a whole story. But here I am going through further incarnations on Earth, trying to assist humanity and help them getting out this slavery that was imposed by regressive extraterrestrials. From life to life, I incarnated in other places. For instance, before coming here, before this incarnation, I was incarnated into the Pleiades, in the Pleiades. If I'm speaking about all of this, it's not only because you ask me, but I'm glad, I'm happy to speak about these things because humans on earth need to realize who they are, that we not all come from the earth planetary matrix, but many of us, of you who are listening to this, feel a call for a home in the stars, belong to another world, another home, another mother. And that's right. That's why telling my story, I hope it may inspire you to regain your memory. Before coming here, I was incarnated in the Pleiades, in the Ashara star system, 350 years in the future. Time is linear only when it is linked with gravity. Out of gravity, out of a star system, time ceases to be linear. And time has no um, line, I would say. There's no other world, word. So, you know, we can incarnate in the future, in the past. It doesn't matter. The laws of the universe abide by gravity. Gravity is a factor that will determine time. I came back in time, 350 years here, back in time, to incarnate as many of us for a special moment when this planet would know its greatest moment in history, the liberation from 400,000 years of slavery. I went here, I went back here. Now I am to help, to assist and to remind humans of Earth of who they are and help them. Incarnating in this third density plane of existence on this planet and in lower plane of existence, we lose memory. Memory is held back. We never really lose it. It's somewhere in our consciousness. But we are disconnected at the moment we incarnate into matter, into, into a new avatar body. And this memory, we need to first be aware that it's there somewhere. 
and then find it. Rediscover who we are and where we come from and what is our mission. Why are we here? And that has been all my life until recently, until I reconnect with my people and all my memory came back. Starting this incarnation here, of course, I didn't remember who I was and what is my planetary matrix, but I knew that there was a link with the Pleiades and I had this call for, for the stars and always thinking that I didn't belong here. And I know that what I'm saying resonates with many of you who are listening to this. Before coming, I had taken upon this mission to be a misery, to bring messages from my people to you. And there was something, there was going to be an event, a singularity in this existence that would determine the activation of this mission. And the singularity happened when I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, um, I was taken by gray aliens. Physically, of course, I was abducted like many, many millions of children are abducted every year, used to, on this planet. I was taken on board this gray ship, uh, mistreated, and in the process I was rescued by a crew from another extraterrestrial group who was the Galactic Federation of Worlds. They have programs that involve rescuing people from regressive rays and regressive reptilians. So they saved me, they rescued me. And these programs exist, of course. They rescued me and they took care of me. And since that moment, they kept contact with me, manifesting a few, maybe two, three times a year, physically beaming in my, my room physically or taking me on board ships and showing me Amazing things, trying to trigger my memory. It had to come from me, you know, that's remembering is activating. If you're told something, it doesn't work. You need to remember yourself. They showed me with time how to pilot a ship, how a ship worked. I know a lot of about ET technology, and that's why I'm attacked a lot and monitored a lot by many corporations who want to know about these technologies. Um, and they showed me maps of the stars, where the civilizations are. They showed me a lot of things. But never I could speak about these things publicly because these happened in the 1970s and 80s and 90s and start of 2000. And if I had spoken at that time, I would have been locked up in a mental house. I, the world wasn't ready to hear these things. And the many people like me who spoke were either killed or either disappeared in mental hospitals, you know. So it was a protection that never spoke about that. Until one day in 2018, I was taken again on board a ship and I was told that my memory will be reactivated because the world was ready. And things amazing were going to happen in this world, on this planet. 
and my memory was given back to me about my abduction and rescue. I had memory of my abduction, but the the part where the greys start to mistreat me was blocked because it was very traumatic. So from this moment onward, I couldn't remember, but the memory was given back to me. By the way, when I was abducted, there were uh, physical eyewitnesses. Uh, my grandmother was there. Um, she saw the UFO as well, and it was in the newspapers on the following morning. Of course, people took photos. That was uh, to tell you when I was nine. And when I, in 2018, when I was taken again, um, I'm in Ireland. So it, it happened in Ireland. And uh, that very night of November 2018 was documented as the Shannon incident. I was on board one of these ships. My memory came back and with the coming back of my memory, more connection with my my family groups upstairs physically. And um, from that point onwards, I started to be their emissary as I had done and it was decided. And I still keep to this day trying to show humanity who they are and trying to, to help them by bringing all these messages and, you know, um, this is this is who I am, and I want to say to add before giving back the, the mic to to you um, that I do not do channeling. The communications I have are either via an implant, a technological device that I have in my body, or either physically by teleportation. I never do astral meetings, or it's all physical and real. I wanted to really precise that. No download, no channelings. I don't do that. It's not me. So here I am. Thank you for the clarification about that. That's even more impressive. And I'm learning so much from you. I've been doing this since 2008, and I've never heard of the Shannon incident. I just found out that it's a, 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 it was an incredible sighting in, in Ireland. It Was it in November 9th, 2006 at Shannon Airport in County Clare, Ireland? 2018. 18. So that was another one then. Oh, there, there are many. I mean, there's a, a federation base in the northern Atlantic, so they f they fly over the west of Ireland a lot. So 2018 is this when you publicly came out? Sort of, you yes. got out. You came out of the closet, so to say, because people were not ready. And I've I've said this many times when I started this. The mockery, anybody that went, went to the mainstream media to talk about this, they would bring you in very seriously. But then when you left the studio, they would completely edit the whole program to just ridicule the person. And things yes. are changing now. My question to you and to many of my guests is, what changed? Why, why are they finally taking this topic seriously? Is it because they're trying to create the so-called fake invasion, alien invasion, or is this something else? There is something bigger of a greater perspective, the great awakening of humanity, of Terra, of Earth. Finally, people are opening their mind about who they are. It is a spiritual awakening. And I'm not talking about all the new age things. I'm not into new age and I'm fighting many, many things that are related to new age. I, I'm very pragmatic, even all if all I say can sound weird to many people. That's how it is. That's why we're, get, that's why we're getting along. 
because we're both pragmatic. <laughs> when I hear new age sometimes, <laughs> yes. it's... Uh... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.